Tom Brady this morning said he's done officially. He says he's done. No more Tom Brady. Are you buying that, Jeff? Um, yes, but yeah. I won't believe it until I actually see him in a broadcast booth for game one of the 2023 NFL season. Or if for some reason he ends up not going to Fox on that ungodly contract that's already in place. Yeah, why would he not? I don't know why he wouldn't, mm. but, you know, Andy, devotion to the game probably is already maybe one of the reasons why he's no longer married to Giselle. Probably, maybe. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to get his... into his personal life, yeah. but and I would doubt that playing one more year cost him a marriage. But what if she said no more football? You're done. I mean, that's... well, apparently she did, but yeah, there, you know, I would think there would be more to it than that. I don't want to get into the guy's personal life. I, but we don't know. Obviously, he's no longer married to his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would assume that he takes that, you know, steps in and does that. Because it's in place. On the other hand, when you have, well, we're assuming, as much money as he has and as much uh, opportunity what? to do anything the heck he wants, yeah, you know, maybe he decides, you know what, I don't want to do that after all. I mean, you can't force a guy to do it. You can only force him to do it with you because you signed a contract right. if he decides to go into it. Uh, looking back at his stats, I just, Greg Allman put this out on Twitter. Tom Brady's retirement is at the end of an era for the NFL. He played 23 seasons. Who put that out? Uh, Greg Allman. He married to Cher? I don't think so. Hang on, I'll tell you. Um, I forget who Greg writes for. He covers the box. Oh. Used to write for The Athletic, now writing for Fox Sports. Just making a joke. For Fox Sports. He covers the NFC South. Um. Was wasn't a bad wasn't no. a bad reach, was it? It was close. Married yeah. to share. I thought about it. I thought about it. Okay. Yeah, I thought you were gonna ask me if you had long hair. I was gonna say no. Played twenty three seasons, <laughs> won two hundred and fifty one games in the regular season, and another thirty five in the playoffs. Both unprecedented. His final stats, including the postseason, hundred and two thousand six hundred and fourteen passing yards, seven hundred and thirty seven passing touchdowns. I think he's done, Jeff. I, I, it's funny when we first well, uh, he, when we first talked he is about what, this. He's forty five. Yeah, I think he'd be forty six next year. Although Let, I was let's buying, get serious here. I was buying. If he was going to Vegas, I would have bought it. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I would have. I, I, you know, why? Because he he played okay last year. Yeah, he really did. It but just I, didn't look the same as the year before, though. I can tell you that. See, I mean, there was a significant yeah. drop between you know two years ago and this year. At some at some point, though. You would think that it would fall off the face of the earth, you know, just based on age. Andy, the guy threw a career-high number of passes in each of the last two seasons. Yeah, his arm's got to be jello. He threw 733 passes this year. Is that right? It wouldn't surprise me. Go back. I mean, here, go back. Pro Football Reference has all of his stats. They say he threw Jeff, 733 last... passes. Yeah. Unbelievable. And the year before, 719. The lowest number of passes he threw in any game this year was 18. And that was back on September 11th, first week of the season. He did that the first two weeks of the, of the year. He threw, what did we just say? Um, he completed, or he threw 733, completed 490. Sorry, he that was a completion. He compl- the 
13 completions against Atlanta in the beginning, 18 in the first two uh, games of the season. That's amazing. Amazing to think. And I, I do think he probably still has another year in him, but I don't blame him. I mean, $300 million plus to go sit up in the booth and talk about football and maybe get to see your kids a little bit during the week and uh, you know just enjoy the game from a distance and try to – I don't know what kind of an analyst he's going to be. But we'll find out pretty quick. They'll uh, they'll throw him boot, through boot camp, and he'll be ready to go. Although he did he did do a nice job. I don't know. Did you ever hear him on Westwood One on our? He did. Yeah, he did the halftime stuff with, with Jim Gray. With Jim Gray, yeah. yeah. I would think he would be very good. But he did a great job of saying nothing. I'll tell you that, especially when he was playing with New well, England. In theory, he can't do that as the color analyst. He's not going to be able to pull that off when he does that. No, I, I just, I for instance, Greg Olson is calling the Super Bowl. He's Greg, getting all kinds of love. Greg's Greg. not the most polished broadcaster. But he's good. Yeah, he, he says some stuff. Yeah. And, and he points out some things that are pretty interesting. You know, I, I personally, I'm, I, I don't enjoy him as much as I, you know, that's this computer. Sorry, there's some noise in the studio here. Can I bring this up just real quick? Yeah. This pet peeve of a morning show. For some reason, they leave the audio up on these computers in front of us. This happens to me every day now. Well, I'm just looking at something, and you know how videos pop up. Yeah. I don't know if anybody listening heard that. But, I don't know. I turn the audio off the every studio. day when I come in yeah. here now. Um, Sorry, Anthony. You know, guys have to color analysts, people. It's such a subjective thing. You know, and people like other guys, like certain guys, don't like certain guys. You're not a Collinsworth fan. I, I think Collinsworth's outstanding. Um, play-by-play is the exact same thing, you know, and – yeah, like you know, I was listening to people rip Nance. I, I love Jim Nance. I think he, he's great. You think he's phenomenal. Yeah. I have nothing but respect for his career, but he's not my favorite. Doesn't mean he's not good. Of I course he's, he's good. good. Yeah. Of course he's good. Um he does you know, he does very good work. But people have preferences. You know, that's like if if you're you know you like if you're a guy, you like blondes or brunettes more than, you know, redheads or something. I don't know. Everybody has a preference on stuff. Sure. So that's, you know, every time you say you can't stand Collinsworth, I think, all right, I get it. That's, I understand. Yeah, I mean, but, I, but I like it him. You know, it's like and, Joe Buck. I thought Joe Buck was great except for the World Series he did. With the yeah, Indians I think Joe, do, Joe does a terrific job. Tony Romo, he's really good. He's not my favorite, you know. so I really like Tony Romo when he started. It's well, kinda, he was different. Yeah, and he was calling plays before not, they happened. And yeah, it was not driving different people. from now, but different from other guys that we had heard. Sure. You know? I, I thought he did a great job, especially when sure. you thought he still that. Does. Um, he still does. Who was the other quarterback? that uh, The Giants quarterback that's on CBS now. That Bill Sims. Bill Sims. That, yeah, he replaced that he, Phil. Yeah, he knocked Sims off the off the booth. I was like, wow, that's uh, that's pretty amazing. Now, Sims gets a ton of time doing the studio stuff, but he doesn't, and he also doesn't have to worry about you know just one singular game. He can kind of dip into all these other games or whatever. But game if, they if, give him. if Brady decides that, yep, I'm going to do that, I, I think he'll be very good, Andy. And even if he's not, who cares? He's Tom Brady. No, I agree. I agree. All right, so one, I'll ask you the question. Do you believe this is for real? Do you think Tom Brady's done? Do you think he's done? 216-578-0092. Next question, and I said this to Dan. I go, you know, when it comes to the beginning of his career, I don't know so much at the end, but in the beginning he was the right guy at the right time in the right system with the right coach. Yep. And it propelled him. And I also think that he should be the lesson learned for general managers that you know, the, the, if you're not 100% in on your quarterback, you think you're going to draft in the first round, 
wait, wait. Because you might have a coach that might be able to coach up a guy who's very talented. I don't know. How did Tom last that long? How did he? Every team had a chance to have him multiple times over. You know, here's the thing about that to me, Andy. Mm-hmm. I think he's so completely the aberration. You, you don't find franchise quarterbacks in the sixth round. You don't. Unless and, you have a coach that can nurture one to do that. And that's what I, I think I, happened to I, him. I don't think Bill Belichick created Tom Brady. I think the system did, especially early I, on. I, I don't know about that. Especially early on, I think it was about the system. As he got older and wiser and had the ability maybe to do a little bit of, you know, whatever Tom wants to do, I thought that's when he, to me, that's really when he, I was like, okay. In the beginning, Especially after and just showing our age, after watching him at Michigan, and then turn pro, I was kind of like, all right, this is the right guy for the right system. Now I do think yeah. that's part that that's part of his legacy. I don't think it ended that way though. I don't. I think oh. he showed what he was able to do on his own, and I think going to Tampa and winning there really put an exclamation point on the latter half of his career as a guy that was an independent thinker that knew how to get the ball where it needed to go at the right time and make smart plays and move teams down the field. You know, the thing about, about Brady's play is, and I'll forever think this, and again, like we just talked about with announcers, I think it's the same thing when you're evaluating sometimes guys like this, you know, like best quarterback ever. You know, Is LeBron better than Jordan? Are they both better than Wilt? I can't you know, do the evaluation. Right, I, and that's that's my point here. If I watch Tom Brady play quarterback, my eyes don't necessarily tell me that he's the best guy ever. But at the end of the game, he's won. He's completed passes. He hasn't turned it over. And he's done it year after year after year after year after year. And And, and it's hard to argue with him not being the best guy ever. But, you know, is he the quarterback I enjoyed watching the most? No, not at all. There are other guys I enjoyed watching more. But he's just so consistently excellent. And excellence is a rare thing, I think, in pro sports. And he was consistently excellent. I also think he's a byproduct of the era. And the let's not touch the quarterback era, really. Eh, not, not when he started, Andy. I, I think as I, – I, well, clearly I think his career was extended by the rule changes. By the don't touch the quarterback rule changes. Well, I don't know how you can look but, at it but, any other way. But not early in his career. It yeah. wasn't don't touch the quarterback. I mean, that's happened in, in what, the last 10 years? Yeah, but when we talk about like... I, Dude came into the league in 2000. Okay, but do you think the, the rules weren't the same when Joe Montana was playing? Like, I think that you were able well, to hit the quarterback and hurt the quarterback a little bit more when Joe was playing. Yeah, or I Terry would, Bradshaw I, I, or I Brian Sipe, those or, guys. Or Vinny you know. Testaverde. Or Vinny even. And Vinny played until he was 44. So, that, again, nah. that's my point. But Vinny didn't have that, the success. Uh, well, I know that. But my, my point is this. You can't take away from Tom Brady's success by uh, saying the era of you can't touch the quarterback. No, But I am saying that he was aided in that to make him successful. Well, every But every quarterback has had those exact same advantages. In his era. That's why right. like, when we which, want to compare him to other quarterbacks. Which still puts him above everybody else. In his era. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right, you know, like, like, for instance, Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, Andy? You know? That's a great debate. I would take Peyton Manning. I liked watching Peyton more. I think I'd take Tom Brady, and I'm not a Tom Brady fan. 
And it's not that I don't. I, I like Tom Brady. I got to tell you, my respect yeah, for him. I don't dislike him. But and when he went to Tampa, through the roof, man. My respect for him and the ability to win there and the ability to do what he did there. I, you know, again, I didn't have any problem saying goat at that point. But I also think that when we start saying greatest of all time, like as I started this, so I had subjective. This, yeah, and I had this conversation with somebody about Travis Kelsey because I've, you know, I've read some things that say he's the greatest tight end. He could be the right greatest tight end in NFL history. I don't know that I'm buying that because it's hard for me to judge him against different eras of the game. 216-578-0092. 216-578-0092. Do you think Tom Brady, who retired this morning officially, extremely talented man in the right place at the right time? That's part of the conversation. 216-578-0092. Baskin and Phelps, 92.3 The Fan, 216-578-0092. Tom Brady says, I'm done. This time it's for real. Do you believe him? Is he the best quarterback to ever play the position? Or do you think he was just an extremely talented man at the right place at the right time? Maybe a little bit of overrated or underrated when it comes to Tom Brady. Do you think or he's rated right? Goat. We hear it all the time. Hard not to look at that I, one I hate picture. Goat, by the way. I know you do. Hard not to look. There's a picture of him with all of his Super Bowl rings. It's hard not to look at that. I And is Jeff, you know, we've had this conversation before. You know, is Super Bowl the end-all, be-all on being the greatest quarterback? Do you have to win those Super Bowls to be the greatest quarterback? Well, there have been plenty of great quarterbacks. But do the Super Bowls and the rings set guys apart from other quarterbacks when you make that conversation? What do you think? I want to say no, but I can't. It's hard not to. Yeah, I, I want to say no. But I, I don't think I don't think you really can say no to that. You you want to play and win championships. That's part of the idea. But you know, if that were the case, then Robert Horry would be mentioned in among the greatest basketball players of all time. I think Robert Horry's won what seven NBA championships. I think he has seven thousand rings. Actually, and sure. you know, so there's a lot to be said for being at the right place at the right time. Robert Horry is not the reason his teams won NBA championships. But Tom Brady is the reason that his teams won Super Bowls. Not the reason, but a big part of why those teams won. A big part. So I, I don't I don't think that can be dismissed. Is he the greatest of all time at, at the quarterback position? I don't know how you argue with that and win. You can debate it. You can argue it. You can say you like somebody else more. You know, like Dan Marino is a phenomenal quarterback. And as good as good of a passer as there was in, in NFL history, but he never won a championship. So does that mean Dan wasn't very good? No, Dan was Dan was really good. But that you know, that's you immediately turn to the championships. You can't dismiss it, but I also don't think that you can use that as the sole reason why. If so, Eli Manning is up there. You know, Eli is Eli as good as Peyton? They each won two Super Bowls. Who's better? Peyton. But Eli was really good. So so it can't be used as the sole factor when you when you judge such things. I don't know. You look at his numbers and they're just absolutely oh, they're, I mean they're nuts. He, his worst passing year since two thousand nine. Let's just go back to two thousand nine because he got hurt in eight. But man, I don't. Except for the one year in '08, I mean, he he threw for over three thousand yards 
every season except for that one where he was hurt. Every year from 02, for 20 years, 19 out of 20 years, he threw for, and essentially threw for more than 35, he did, he threw for more than 3,500 yards every year for the last 22 years. The guy was, on, he, put, he put up numbers, Andy, and he put up wins. Take take a look at the wins in those columns. Do you have those in front of you? I do. I, yeah, it's, it's QBR. Yeah, it's insane. The number of games that Tom won as quarterback it's it's absolutely insane. Double digit wins in all but two seasons in which he actually played football. How many losing, double digit wins? How many losing seasons since one, Jeff? How many losing seasons? Did one, just the last one. Just one, just the last one. Just the one. last one. There were eight and nine. That's, Other than that, he, the guy never had a losing season. That's unbelievable. Just unbelievable. And yet, I mean, I do think, and to me, it took maybe a little bit while, uh, a little while longer in his career yeah. to, to buy all in on him, but man. Now, you want me to give you some information, that some ammo for your talk about being the right place at the right time in the right system? Sure. The one year when Tom was hurt. He played only one game. Remember that year? It was 2008. Yeah, well, and they, won. they the, won the game. The Patriots bring Matt Castle in to take over as the starting quarterback. Right. And Matt Castle never amounted to a whole heck of a lot as a starting quarterback later on. Patriots went 11-5 and five that year. They went 11-5 and five with Matt Castle as the starting quarterback in 15 of the games. Uh, you know what I'm wondering? What were they in 99? Dean Pease is defensive coordinator, Kent State head coach. What were they in 99 when Drew Bledsoe was still the quarterback? Like, uh, what were Drew Bledsoe's? I got to go back and look at those numbers just to kind of get a feel, a little bit more of a feel. I mean, but those are all numbers that are reflections of Bill. And I do think that it's just weird. After he won the they Super Bowl. They were 8-8 eight eight in 99. They were, okay. And then they were 5-11 and 11 in Bill's, well, in Brady's first year when he didn't play. Uh, Scott's in Cleveland. Hi, Scott. Hey, guys. How are you this morning? Good. How are you doing? Good. I just want to try and figure out how we're going to qualify Colin Brady the GOAT. Uh, Obviously, Bill Russell is a fantastic former player for the NBA. I think we can all agree on that. But do we put him in the GOAT uh, category or or call him the GOAT when we have Michael Jordan, when we have uh, LeBron James just as the, the other typical names there some people do scott i i'm with you i don't but he's certainly in the conversation because well for sure he's what, in the what's, what's the point but... of what's the point of playing it's to win and and well, absolutely I, i'm with you on this because to me winning is such a big picture thing and you only play a part of it and absolutely and that's you know and could you have made that ar- it, it was it easier to make that argument in 1969 when he was done playing Right. Oh, I'm sure it absolutely was. And then sure. you have other players come in. But going back to a conversation you had yesterday, how great is Luka Doncic? He's not winning anything. I know. I mean, we're not necessarily calling him the GOAT in comparison, but by the time his career's over, you never know. Just because someone's got all the championships doesn't necessarily mean that player's the GOAT. When you have 11 guys on the field at any one time, 22 starters, there's, there's so many other factors that go into winning a Super Bowl that – I don't know that we could just go off of championships alone to qualify him as a GOAT. I would agree with you, but yeah. wouldn't you think his play puts him in that conversation, Scott, the numbers oh, that he put up over time? I just don't know that we could just emphatically say, without a doubt, he's the one. 
I, w- I would agree he's, with that. He's been great his whole career. I, there's I, no denying I, that. I understand I your, your rationale time. on that. I, I just think when you combine the winning, and not just the Super Bowls, but the consistent winning over time and his oh, numbers sure. that he put up. I and, and, again, there are other quarterbacks I like more, but I, I have a hard time arguing that he's not the best quarterback who ever played. I, I can't. Well, best quarterback, I think, is a different conversation. But also, if we're talking about well, that, that's well, the greatest of all time, really quarterback, happened. right? Yeah. Is that what goat is? Yeah, you, or are we saying he's the greatest of all time of any player best that's football ever stepped player on the whoever football. played? I think it's Jim Brown. But that's another. Okay. That, that's another yeah. story. So then, if we're talking about consistency, we also got to talk about Bill Belichick because Brady hasn't consistently won with the Buccaneers. So, well, no, actually, actually, Scotty there, did. Except this well, year. Well, not championships, if that's what we're using Well, they won one in three years, here. which is about the same. One in three. It's the same percentage he had in New England, actually, basically. All right. Well, it just doesn't look like. Scott, do you think, he, do you, do you think he's the greatest of all time or not? That's my question for you. Not not uh, just total player in general of, of all NFL players. I think he's definitely top three quarterback of all time. I don't know that I can emphatically say that he is the greatest quarterback of all time, just because there's so many other factors that, that go into it. Fair enough. Coming from a Fair sports enough. science background, there's, there's just so many other physical attributes that contribute. And, and the sports psychology side of it, yeah, he, he can hold his own in, in any environment and come back with however many comeback wins in the last two minutes of the games that he's had, which is incredible, but – if we're, we're looking at greatest of all time, there's so many different factors that play into it. Winning alone can't necessarily just be the end-all, be-all. All right, Scott. Thank you. Appreciate the phone call. Yeah, I don't I, know. I, I mean, I, I think I, it's huge, though. It, it, I mean, who are we putting him up against? Let's, let's talk about the guys that you can judge him against. Dan Marino, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Montana. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, John Elway. I mean, and these are uh, Brett Favre. Favre, is that Favre? I, if you had, and I, again, this is a criteria. If you had to win a game, who would you pick to play quarterback for you? One game? Yeah, you got to win. You have one game. What kind of rules? Today's rules or the past? No, it's just you have one game. Who would you pick? I can't honestly today. And, and I, Andy, I, I loved Brett Favre. I loved Peyton Manning. One of my favorite quarterbacks of all time was Warren Moon. Mm-hmm. I watched him play when he played for the Oilers a lot. I and I'm not a I am not a diehard Tom Brady fan. I have a hard time picking against Tom Brady in that scenario. How, how do you not pick the guy? I the guy won. That that's it. He he won. So did Joe Montana, man. I mean, like when I was a kid, I loved Joe Montana. I thought just, Joe Montana was great. And he was great in Super Bowls and MVPs and, and all of those things. Still trying to shake my head about him playing in, uh, playing in Kansas City at the end. But I, I just – Got to play somewhere. Yeah, I, and players hang out of their career. I, Tom I, Brady will say the same thing about him playing in Tampa. Yeah, but he got the win. You know, that's the other yeah, thing. Yeah, well, okay. All right. Let's do this. Let's bring in Daryl Ryder. We'll let him jump in on the conversation. He'll do that next. Plus, next hour, we'll make Jeff Thomas do it. And then we'll talk about some of the coaching changes in the NFL, too. Or our coaching hires, I should say. Coming up next, Baskin Phelps, 92.3 The Fan.